Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. It's another Mach 1 Market Moment. Walter Storholt here with you this time around alongside Kyle Alexander of Mach 1 Financial Group. Serving you in Northwest Arkansas, Kyle is a retirement income planning specialist, and you can find him online by going to mock-1financial.com. Kyle, hope you're doing well this week. How are you, sir? Walter, I am doing great. How about you, my friend? Very glad to hear that. I am well and looking forward to our conversation today. You know, it's one of those episodes that falls under our favorites category, Kyle, the mailbag edition of the show. We we yeah, do a lot yeah, of these. We like, we like the mailbag. We like, we like talking to the people in our community and answering their questions. It's something that uh, I kind of feel like it's uh, getting to know people that maybe I haven't even never met. You know, it's neat. It's a neat experience. Ultimately, it's the crux of what you do each and every day is That's answering right. people's That's right. Questions. We get to know people every day. <laughs> and there's very few things beyond, I suppose, one's religion and perhaps uh, one's family that is any more important or perhaps personal than somebody's finances. So, you know, we take that pretty seriously. And not only is it a serious, you know, responsibility, but it's uh, something that is very confidential and we take very seriously. So, Well, we've got some serious and excellent and thought-provoking questions for today's show. All right. So All let's right. dive well, let's roll right them, in. Right? Yeah, right. let's do it. First one comes to us from Steve in Bella Vista. By the way, if you want to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you do that by just going to mock-1financial.com. Steve says, I'm a small business owner, Kyle. Should I be doing anything to adjust how I'm saving and planning for taxes with all the changes that have been talked about in the news? Do I need to adjust deductions, reposition funds in my IRAs? That kind of stuff is what I'm curious about. Yeah, uh, Steve, I'll tell you, man, that's uh, you are actually a pretty impressive guy because, one, you're paying attention to what's going on, not only in, in the world of your, your tax situation, but also you're being inquisitive regarding how that impacts you and, and your investment portfolio and your amount of revenue that you're bringing in as a business person. And I think that's that's to be applauded. So so good job, man, and staying staying up to date on what's going on. So many people fail to capture those things as small business owners because they're so busy running their business, they they don't think about those things. So I'm going to suggest something uh, that you probably may have thought of, and that is you more than likely have a CPA if you're a small business owner. Most small business owners do have one of those, and I would strongly suggest that you meet with your CPA very soon. Now, you're probably thinking, well, gosh, this is not really tax season. Why would I spend time doing that? I usually wait until, you know, it's it's closer time to, uh, to file my tax return and then we meet and we talk about all these things. Well, the key is all the questions that you posed can be answered in some way or at least giving you general direction on maybe a different way to think about your taxes and investments with some direction from your CPA. So the suggestion is as follows. If you set up an appointment with your CPA now, sit down and have them actually do an projected impact tax assessment using your last return and future, or in this case, 2018 tax change rules and see what kind of impact it has on you. That's probably something that they might charge you for. I don't know, but certainly it's something that uh, would be helpful and give you some guidance on some of the new questions you need to be asking 
as well as some guidance on some other things you might want to tweak in your financial picture. So one of the questions you asked specifically was around, you know, what should I do different on, you know, adjusting deductions or repositioning funds in your IRAs and things of that nature. So if you're sitting down with your CPA and you're having this question uh, in your mind or these series of questions in your mind, those things will come up naturally from that assessment. And I would also encourage you to visit with your financial advisor. And you may even want to have a conference call between the CPA and your financial advisor about those findings from that projected assessment of your tax picture for 2018 and make some of those recommended changes that both you and the CPA will probably come pretty close to agreeing on in most cases. So let's take an example. For instance, if you're able to execute your deductions in a way that gives you additional cash flow now, that's a good thing. That means you can put some of that additional cash flow to work for putting money aside for retirement, for instance. And maybe you adjust what you plan on putting away in your SEP IRA, for instance, as well. I mean, these are things that many, you know, small business owners have. They might have a, you know, a simple IRA or an SEP, something along those lines. And, and these are things that you can discern by having those conversations. Something else you might want to do is figure out, you know, do you have the right type of retirement plan in place as an employer for your employees based on new tax changes or regulations? These are questions that that assessment can also help you answer. And the reason I'm encouraging you to get your CPA involved in addition to your financial advisor and maybe even have them work together on your plan is because although a lot of financial advisors are pretty savvy people and they know a little bit about the tax code, they have not yet gone through this whole learning of all the changes in the IRS code yet, but your CPA has been going through that training for some time. And so they can work hand in glove with you and your financial advisor to provide that guidance and give you some good answers. I think that's smart. I think the timing is good right now, maybe middle of the year, a little bit later than half the year has passed us. And just, you know, start making some changes today while you still have time to make those adjustments that could actually have a pretty positive impact on your taxes. And uh, if you want to go online and drop us a note, we'll be happy to send you an overview of the 2018 tax changes as provided by one of our third parties. That's an outstanding little booklet and uh, really encourage you to go online and request that. And uh, that might actually give you some food for thought also with some of the things you should be asking your CPA and or your financial advisor. And again, you can access that by going to mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-onefinancial.com. Really good question, Steve. And I know that that's been one that's been on a lot of people's minds lately, wondering about changes in taxes and what to do and uh, how to compensate for that, especially as uh, you know somebody kind of thinking ahead of the game. You're going to be a lot further ahead than everybody else out there who's not kind of trying to plan in advance. I think that's good advice. Our next question comes to us from Shayla in Centerton. Shayla says, at this point in my life, I'm not that interested in making my portfolio a lot bigger. I just don't want to lose what I have. Is that short-sighted? Shayla, you know, 
that is a really hard question to answer, not knowing you or your financial situation. So I hate to do this, but we always say it depends, right? And, and it does because everybody's situation is unique. So there are a couple things that you have to factor in. One is your age. And I, and I don't know your age based on this question, but I would, I would guess that, that uh, you're getting a little closer to retirement and, and you're worried about whether or not you have time to recover from major financial loss happens in the market or something along those lines. So age is obviously a factor. Number two, risk tolerance. I mean, it sounds like to me you're a very conservative investor just based on this question, but you may have more risk tolerance than I know and be willing to take a little more risk in your investments because perhaps maybe you have some ground to make up or maybe you know, you have a much uh, more lavish lifestyle than you think. And maybe some budgeting work could be helpful in determining what that lifestyle looks like in retirement and making sure that you have enough money to support that lifestyle or uh, what adjustments you need to make to your budget in order to stay within those confines. Right. So those are all things that we have to think about, too. So uh, another big component of this that that is kind of a it depends is how much money you actually have saved for retirement. And knowing that information can really help us a lot in understanding specifically how much money we have to meet some of the goals that you may have in retirement and certainly adjust to any quality of life target that you have uh, for travel or, you know, vacationing or maybe your hobbies and things like that when, when you're in retirement. So those are all things we have to consider. So let's assume for the sake of discussion that you are a conservative investor. And you have a pretty conservative portfolio currently. And maybe you have 60% or 70% of your portfolio in bonds. And the other, you know, balance, uh, 30, 40%, whatever it might be, in stocks or mutual funds or ETFs or whatever the case may be. So if that's the case, that sounds like a typical split for somebody who is taking a little more conservative approach as they reach retirement so they don't lose a bunch of money. But what happens if we have a bond bubble? Some people suspect that maybe we are in a bond bubble and some of the bonds have really, you know, tapered off in terms of their returns in the past year, year and a half because interest rates are going up and inflation is also going up. So those are things to consider. So maybe that bond portion of the portfolio that you're banking on is not the best solution, even though you're a conservative investor and that's what people have told you to do in history, right? That's kind of a general rule of thumb. So what if we were able to create a portfolio for you? I'm not saying that this is a promise or that we can actually accomplish this based on your situation, but let's say, for instance, we're able to not using any bonds because we might not want to do that because of the fear that I just mentioned, able to return you somewhere between six to 8% average rate of return over a 10 year period of history and mathematically limit your losses to somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% average loss uh, in a given year. So if you we were able to construct a portfolio like that, and continue to, you know, prevent major losses in your portfolio over a duration of years as you approach retirement, then taking the approach that you have suggested, perhaps through your question of uh, not really concerned about making that lump sum or that, that, you know, nest egg a lot bigger, but really protecting it, that might be actually something we can do and still get you a fair return. 
And of course, that's something that is dependent on a number of factors, right? And many of those that I mentioned earlier would weigh into those decisions. However, this is something that a professional advisor can sit down and help you work through so you can actually come up with that unique decision specific to your situation and answer the question pretty accurately, at least. Is that the right approach? Am I being short-sighted? Should I you know, take such a conservative approach that I don't want to lose anything or I don't want to lose very much as I approach retirement? That could be, in fact, the best answer. And it might be that you're not taking too conservative an approach and you're doing the right thing. We'd like to be able to tell you that a little bit more conclusively with uh, additional information that you could share with us and uh, would love to sit down and talk to you about that. And a lot of our clients do that. And a lot of our clients are real pleased that we've had the opportunity to have those conversations and develop something really unique for them. Uh, that helps them achieve those goals. Again, the number to call to get in touch with the Mach 1 team. If you've got questions like we're covering on the show today and want to kind of apply some of this thought process to your particular situation, 479-876-2100 is the number to call. Again, that's 479-876-2100 and always online at mock-1financial.com. All right, our last question on the mailbag for this edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment, Kyle, comes to us from Maria in Bella Vista. Maria's got a good one for you. She says, I'd like to retire in my late 50s instead of my 60s. Are there any downsides to retiring early? Wow, that's a good one, Maria. So let me say this, and I use this axiom in, in conversation with clients all the time. You can retire anytime you want with any amount of money that you have. <laughs> but the problem is that dictates what kind of lifestyle you have from now on or until you get another job. And, uh, you know, if if you don't mind eating mac and cheese and not, you know, being too concerned about whether or not you get health care or appropriate <laughs> treatment in old age and all those things, you can retire whenever you want. But that's probably not the best plan. You know, you can always come up with perhaps a better one by, by sitting down and actually making some calculated decisions, which is, I think, the, the jux of, of, your, uh, of your question here. So let me go back and answer that in a nicer way, right? So <laughs> if you are in your late 50s and you have compiled, I don't know, six, eight million dollars of savings for retirement, then it might very well be possible that you could retire early instead of in your 60s. There are other situations that may dictate whether or not you could retire early prior to your 60s and, and maybe even that you want to do that. So lots of things happen in people's lives uh, financially. You could have a windfall from a rich relative or a parent. You could have uh, um, other financial things that occur that, that really have amped up your savings for retirement and other things. And, and so looking at that perspective, there's no telling when you could actually retire. And it's all dependent on what kind of lifestyle you want to have. So if you're in the position of having lots of money set aside for retirement, then uh, doing a retirement analysis to see how long that actually might last based on your current budget and your current spending, as well as projection of spending in the future, given uh, historical interest rates and the impact of that over time, as well as inflation and how that might actually impact uh, how much money that's really gonna be in 15, 20, 30 years. 
then those those calculations can really give you an idea of what your life's going to look like in retirement and what kind of lifestyle you can have. The other thing I'd say is, you know, there are other considerations, you know, that are unknown. And we might talk about this later in another another topic, but there are a lot of things that we don't know about when we retire, like, you know, am I going to have a major health issue? How much is that going to cost if I do? Is my, you know, mom or my dad, are they in good health? And am I going to have to take care of them? They're going to have to come and live with me. Is there a child that's going to get sick and I'm going to have to support them in retirement? You know, there's these unknowns that, that we just can't ever predict. So obviously having a what if scenario laid out for you and understanding, you know, some of these other potential things that could happen may also dictate whether or not you're really comfortable about retiring in your 50s or not. I would encourage you to sit down and talk with a professional retirement advisor, someone who does this on a regular basis, somebody who actually has perhaps some software that can model all of these scenarios for you and give you some good direction on things to think about. And then after that's done, if you feel comfortable about retiring at 55 or what have you, maybe you have a good pension coming in, maybe your husband doesn't want to retire or your spouse or whatever uh, before 65 and he plans on working, it may make all the sense in the world. And uh, having those facts at your disposal to make a good decision is really what it's all about, right? And, uh, and that's what we hope to be able to provide and give you the right questions to ask, good direction on things to think about, and decisions to make and then help you craft a plan that will enable you to achieve that goal. And I uh, certainly hope that if, if, if you are in that uh, retirement mode where you can actually get out of work early and get out of work early free card or whatever from Monopoly, and if you've landed on all the right spots on that game board, I'm going to help you get there, man. That's what we want you to do if you can do it. So all the best to you. I'm so glad that you asked the question. Hopefully we can help. All of these are great questions that we uh, covered on the show today, and it's a great reminder that if you have questions like this that you'd like answered one-on-one with uh, Kyle Alexander, David Lee, Matt Walters, the great team at Mach 1 Financial Group, you can get in touch by calling 479-876-2100 and getting a complimentary review of your financial situation, 479-876-2100, or always online at mock-onefinancial.com. Kyle, thanks so much for the help on today's program, and we'll look forward to talking to you on the next show. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Walter. For Kyle Alexander, I'm Walter Storholt, and we'll talk to you next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.